0: Hello everyone and welcome to Lockdown Flames. The Calgary Flames shut out the Edmonton Oilers in another preseason tilt and this time it was Markstrom who got the start and you know the Oilers are his worst opponent after all. Was this a boost to his confidence and was it what he needed or was this just some preseason mileage? Your locked on Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmasto. And thank you so much for making Locked on Flames the first listen of your day. And thank you for joining me on another episode as we round out the month of September and round out the end of the off season. <laughs> Hard to believe that uh, the Flames only have three more exhibition games after tomorrow before they have their season opener against the Colorado Avalanche. But before we get into today's episode, please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, make sure that you are subscribed on YouTube as well. For nothing win over the Edmonton Oilers. JJ said it best himself. The series is tied at three apiece, game seven on Friday. <laughs> but in all seriousness, the Flames took on the Edmonton Oilers one for nothing. Was this an NHL ready roster? Yes. Were they facing an AHL roster? Yeah, but you know what? It's preseason. Anything that you can do to get those reps in and really get your uh, offense going, get your team going, get just, you know, get in the reps that you need for chemistry and to figure your team out so you aren't Uh, You know, far behind when it comes to the regular season, which starts in like two weeks, which is crazy to believe. But it was Marky that got the start last night and Kadri made his preseason Flames debut and recorded an assist. I am absolutely pleased with the progress that the Flames are making and at the pace that they're making progress. I think that it's great to see... You know stone Michael Stone, and Brett Sutter <laughs> scoring goals um do I think that this is going this is boding well for n h l contracts for Stone? Yes, do I think that Daryl Sutter may put his son up in the n h l Maybe I don't know, but it was it's just nice to see all of these players finding their groove and getting into a rhythm. I love to see Huberdeau scoring again. I think that that is great. Mackenzie Weegar earned his first of the year as well. And, well, first of the preseason because these don't count. And remember, you don't get an award or anything, some sort of trophy for winning in the preseason. It all starts in October. And, uh, you know, This team is not one, including last year, that struggled with their offense, except when it came to the playoffs, which we can't even start thinking about yet. (laughs) But I think it's really great to see that they are, again, getting into that groove, getting into that rhythm, but also generating chemistry between all aspects of the ice between the forward group, the the decor, everything. I, I'm just happy <laughs> that this team is where they are and you know, they're not in the standings. Like there's, there's none of that yet, but what, what is there is a lot of potential and a lot of things going in the right direction. And don't forget this There was a solid week where this fan base was just, we were ready to tank for Bedard and we were going to do that whether we liked it or not. And it's, you know, that was just three months ago or two months ago, really. And then of course, you know, Kachuk gets traded and we see the return, but But we still didn't know how things would look. And thankfully, things are heading in a positive direction. And uh, actually, speaking of positive direction, uh, I really like this power play unit that was assembled last night. It was Cadre Huberto, Toffoli, Lindholm, and uh, Rasmus Anderson. I think that Kristanev may be slotted in there instead of Anderson, but uh, once he's healthy, but I I wouldn't hate to see Anderson there because he does have that uh, offensive ability to his game as well, but he he is a great 200-foot defenseman. I think that he's going to get some more recognition this year uh, league-wide as well. Uh, I think that... (laughs) (laughs) that shot from behind the blue line in the playoffs uh, put him in good graces of many, many fans around the league. And what's not to like about him? He's, he's a great guy. He has a great family and he's good at hockey. So, you know, I feel like there's not much that else that matters there. Right. But the flames did successfully kill off three penalties, but couldn't generate an opportunity on, on, They're three power plays. And I think right now it's just time to iron out the kinks. Every time someone asks Daryl Sutter a question, he is basically just saying this is the preseason. Like this is the time for us to be working on those things. This is the time for us to be, you know, getting creative and seeing if this works or figuring out if there's a better solution. And, you know, there may be. There may be a better solution. And we may see something. We may see the power play unit switch up next week against the Winnipeg Jets. We don't know. I think that the Flames have a, an identity to them now that will also help contribute to this uh, offensive presence or this, just the presence that they have on the ice. And that's what they need. Because, you know, when you go out and play teams like Tampa or um, Washington, uh, more so Washington, like the Capitals, they are a very – they're a little bit of a dirty team. And you have something to worry about with them. And that's kind of how I see the Flames as well. You know, you you have a lot to worry about there, not because they're going to come in – hit you while your head's down but because there's plenty of threats at all points of their roster and I just I talked about this with Jared from Locked on Hurricanes but they're they're working towards moving over that metaphorical hump that the Avs the Caps the Lightning have all gotten over in order to win a championship and it's, I think that they're, they're almost there. They're almost there. And, you know, I think we're just going to have to keep working on that through the regular season and really just give yourself a little bit of momentum. And that is what this preseason is for. Coming up next, we are going to talk more about uh, some stats from last night's game and some quotes from Daryl Sutter and Michael Stone and then just kind of I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you. But first, let's hear from our friends at Bet BetOnline Bet Online is the number one place for you to be placing your bets when it comes to sports, esports, and plenty more. BetOnline has all of your latest odds, news, and scores, and podcasts for your favorite sports. You can get all that you need all in one place, and they make it very easy to place your bets and stay on top of your betting history. So head on over to BetOnline.net today to place a bet for Thursday Night Football. Personally, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan, so I We'll probably be placing a bet. I, I'll have to look at the, the odds and the props and see what's there. But I'm going to be placing a bet on Joe Burrow because who doesn't love Joe Shiesty? And, of course, you can do that all at betonline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. If you haven't already, make sure that you are subscribed to Lockdown on Flames wherever you get your podcasts and, of course, on YouTube as well. I watched a press conference yesterday, or I guess uh, media availability with Daryl Sutter yesterday. (laughs) As I was walking, uh, I was yeah, I was listening to it. I wasn't really watching it, but on my way back to my car after class, and the his delivery of things is so blunt and so bland that I would be terrified to ask this man a question. Because obviously he doesn't mean it um, towards the reporter or really any of the reporters, unless, like, it's a ridiculous question. <laughs> but um, he, he his delivery scares me a little bit. But he is already in mid-season form with his answers. He is just – it's the preseason. And he's, he's letting us all know that, you know, the game against – Edmonton had no weight behind it there was no sort of revenge game in his mind it's the preseason it is not that deep it does not matter like that to him and I think I think that's pretty neat um (laughs) you know I think it's important for everyone to remember that again this is the preseason this is time for them to iron out the kinks and to uh remain teachable and I think that's a big thing I think Sometimes players and uh you know, really anyone in any job or any position can kind of get a little bit of a big ego and say, Well, I I know everything. You should be learning from me when that's not the case. But uh some great quotes here and some stats from Salem Valjee from TSN, I thought I would go over. He is a great resource to follow on Twitter if you are interested. And following along in Flames coverage, he's right there on the beat. And through their first four preseason games, Calgary Flames goalies have stopped ninety-eight of one hundred and two shots. So that is a 960 save percentage. That is a Vesna winning goaltender. If it's one person, but it's obviously not. (laughs) So that is a fantastic stat. And that is a great thing uh, to really point out there. Because number one, that means your defense is working. means your goaltenders are working. It means that they are not allowing high danger chances. They're not allowing players to crash the net. They're not allowing players to, those scoring opportunities, and they're stopping the puck. As simple as that, right? And that's what you want. But don't – again, I ha, I feel like I have to keep prefacing this with this is the preseason. This – like, you're not seeing everyone go 100%. The players you're seeing at 100% are players, like, um, on PTOs. And have we seen that from Sonny Milano? Have we seen it from him? I'm just saying. That's just a good question to raise there, right? But – uh yeah, of course, you know, you're getting your defense going, you're together. And then Huso Valimaki also had a really ugly uh, defensive play, or lack thereof, against Seattle the other night. And it all started with Dylan Dubé's, uh what do you call it, his a turnover. And it just, it went south from there. But I don't know, I don't think Valimaki will be seeing much time in in uh, in a flames uniform, but the next uh, quote here is da- from Daryl Sutter uh, after when he was asked about Mackenzie Wegar, really good student of the game, very coachable. That's what we like to see. We like to see players who um, will take feedback and, of course, apply it to their game. You know, it's very nice to see and hear that (laughs) there is no one that thinks that they're too good to be coached on this team. I think that being open to feedback is very important. But then to be able to take it like it's one thing to receive feedback and it's another to receive feedback and go apply it to your game or apply it to your work. So it's great. It's great to see. Right. And. You know, of course with Mackenzie Wieger, you are looking for that extension and he said he's not interested in signing an extension during the season and <laughs> what did we where where have we heard that one before? And I think that has fans worried. So I'm going to be interested in seeing if something gets done before opening night. And of course, we if not then we're just going to brace ourselves. We're just going to brace ourselves and um really hope that something gets gets done. Right? <laughs> right? But uh, Michael Stone made it pretty clear after the game that his heart is in Calgary and the goal is to ultimately sign a deal with the Flames. I really think that he should be getting a look at that sixth or seventh defenseman spot because – of not only his playoff performance and I know it's a kind of silly to rely on like go back to that and look at it but I do really think that his playoff performance had it what's the word I'm looking for he performed very well and I think that the Flames were very much ready to bring him back after that performance. And then, of course, you know, you have to do the, the, the legalities and follow, follow the rules of a PTO and whatnot, and then get, uh, offer him a contract. But I would love to see him brought back. And I think they do. It's one of those low risk, high reward situations here, because, you know, you, do you really need another defenseman? But no, no, you don't. But are any of those defensemen that you have ready to really make the jump? And are they going to be okay with the kind of, you know, shifting back and forth between the NHL and AHL when needed? And I think Michael Stone is kind of at that point in his career where he's okay, just, you know, doing what he needs to do to be part of the team. And it's always nice. And you, you just, I'm always rooting for Michael Stone. Like this guy has, I talk about it all the time, but, you know, to go from being an NHL player consistently to having to be bought out because of medical issues and then never getting like a true shot at the NHL again, like consistently. Uh, and you're just brought in on contra- or sorry PTOs and then a contract. Um, I don't know. I just uh, always rooting for him. And then Daryl Sutter did go out of his way to praise defenseman Nikita Zadorov tonight, said he might push for a bigger role and has had a strong training camp. I have, I was unnecessary, no, I don't want to say unnecessarily harsh, but I was hard on Nikita Zadorov when he first um, got his bearings here in Calgary. I think that it was very hard to watch him play sometimes because he just did not play well. He was not playing well and him and good branson that first month were horrible together and it just was brutal to watch and it just felt like they were never going to get get that chemistry and find their bearings again. But eventually they did. They became uh, one of the Flames, you know, most consistent uh, defensive pairs, which is so nice to see. And I like that, you know, he may be stepping into a bigger role. I think he's like 24 years old. He's younger than me. I know that. And he... (sighs) he signed that extension this year and knew that he was losing his defensive partner in good Branson, which I mean, was probably for the better because the flames were going to be overpaying for good Branson. If they did offer him four times four like Columbus did, but you know, I think that uh, Zadorov could be ready to take those next few steps into a larger role with the flames. And I think that would be, that'd be great because then you have more options and a little bit more versatility for Zadorov as a player. And I think that, you know, it's always great when you get to take those next steps as a, um, as a player. Uh, First, first day of waivers is today. And among them are the names, among the names are Brad Hunt and Salman from Smallman from Colorado, uh Richard Panic, I never say his name right um from New York Islanders, and Michael Carson of Arizona, so no one from the flames, which is always great, uh always great to see, always great to hear. Uh, things you'll also love to see are uh, the next steps that the that this roster is going to take and where we're heading next in terms of training camp. And we are going to talk about that next here on locked on flames. The secondary group is playing in Edmonton tomorrow. so they are on the ice today. They are working out they are getting their skates in they're getting those drills in I would I I'm actually really bummed out that the practices are closed to the public because I would love to see some of you know the student the journalism students at local universities go down there and be reporting for us so we know what's going on because I think that there is that um there's a standard that um you know, flames writers have to stand to with it since they work for the organization. But I do, I would love to hear, you know, get a little bit more insight on what's going on there. So the main group that played last night is not working on the ice today. They are doing some off ice workouts and it is that, Oh my gosh. I just, I can't believe that we're already seeing waivers players being cut from PTOs and things like that. Like I just time moves so fast, but after tomorrow's game, there are three more exhibitions for the flames against the, uh, against the jets. And there, there's going to be some roster cuts coming. I would assume this weekend, we're going to see some players be cut reassigned and, you know, we can go over that uh, definitely tomorrow and talk more about what we may see. But I do have to say that I I think we need to see more from Sonny Milano. I don't know what's going on, why we haven't really seen much action from him. What is taking so long there? Uh, you know, is it just a matter of finding chemistry with his Line mates. Is it a matter of him getting comfortable in Calgary, or is it does it have something to do with him just not uh, being that great of a hockey player? And again, it, that is for the coaches to decide. I am just here along for the ride to talk hockey with with y'all. <laughs> you know, I. I love talking with you guys. It's so much fun. I think that uh, there's some some overreactions in the preseason have happened, and that's okay. But it is important to remember that – the season, has, the season not has not started. The Flames, the flames do not, do not earn, points. earn points as of yet. As of yet will, you know, Jacob is Markstrom is not going to win the for last, night last night's performance against, against, against the basically, basically Bakersfield bakers Condors. You aren't going, you aren't to, going to be getting some sort of some sort of big overreaction or any, of any overreaction sort of reaction over top out of reaction out of me, out of me. unless like unless like something something. Unfortunately, unfortunately, negative evidence. Because again, it's again, still, it's, it's still it's the crazy season. We are still driving this out. We are almost there. This September twenty ninth. We are. We're almost we're there. Almost there. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk more about this potential. This potential roster. roster later. Later. Today. Going, going, so, thank you, everyone, thank for, you everyone for tuning in to another episode, another episode. As, as always, as always yes, my name is Jess Beaumont, and you, Monsa, you can find you me, can me through, on Jessica, Twitter Monsa, at Jess and Jessica, Monsa. Jessica, Monsa. I'm Locked on Flames, and I'll be back just a little while to chit-chat all our Calgary, over Calgary Flames.